0: In today's show, Bitcoin price may retest $20,000 on US CPI amid the absence of a soft landing. I'll be breaking down the latest technical analysis. Also, London emerges as the world's most crypto-ready city for business, according to this latest research. That's right. An examination of eight key data points determine London to support the highest crypto readiness to entice businesses and startups also in today's show, Craig Wright, a.k.a. Fake Toshi, wants his $2.5 billion demanding for a Bitcoin hard fork. Also in today's show, FTX collapse and other crypto scandals of 2022 will benefit Bitcoin, says Michael Saylor. I'll be breaking down why. Also in today's show, guess what? A new record. Half the Bitcoin supply hasn't changed hands in two years. Well, I'm a long-term hodler. Diamond hands at. Make some noise. Also in today's show, Max Kaiser, the Bitcoin OG says Charlie Munger is a cockblock block for Bitcoin. That's right. Munger wrote an opinion piece titled Why America Should Ban Crypto in the Wall Street Journal. And Max Kaiser's response, Munger is just trying to cock block with that withered piece of string and pancake batter balls he has got. Also in today's show, check it. 150 billion worth of gold is mine annually. If 150 billion worth of Bitcoin was mine annually after the 2024 having, then one Bitcoin would be worth $400,000 per coin. We'll also be taking a look at the overall crypto market. All this plus so much more in today's show. <laughs> And welcome everyone tuning in to today's live stream of Crypto News Alerts, pod episode number 1185. I'm your host, JV. Happy Sunday, February 5th. And as we can see, the current crypto market is currently correcting and in the red. You can see Bitcoin down 1.2% for the day, but still trading above 23,100. We have Ether down 1.3%, trading at 1643, and all the major altcoins in the red and correcting. And checking out coinmarketcap.com, you can see the current crypto market cap still sitting above that trillion dollar milestone just shy of 1.1 trillion with 44 billion in volume in the past 24 hours current bitcoin dominance at 41.6 percent with the ether dominance at 18.8 percent and checking out the top 100 crypto gainers in the past 24 hours agix up 56 percent trading at 42 cents grt up 16 percent trading at 11 and a half cents followed by okb up four and a half percent trading at 43 dollars and 42 cents and checking out the top 100 crypto gainers for the past week. AGIX up 129%. Hex up 51%. And we also have, let's see, IMX up almost 33%. And checking out the crypto greed and fear index, we're rated the same as yesterday, a 58 in greed. Last week was a 55 and last month a 26 in fear and welcome to all of y'all just tuning in if you're new to the channel you know what to do smash that like and hit that bell icon to turn on all notifications let's now dive into today's bitcoin technical analysis and check out the charts bitcoin can face a recess of twenty thousand, and the u.s will fail in its plans for a soft landing on inflation according to the latest data and a youtube update on february 5th uh, crypto analyst Mikal Van De Pop, founder and CEO of Trading8Firm, warned that the tide is due to turn for risk assets and amid confusion over how incoming U.S. macroeconomic data may affect the market sentiment, Van De Pop says there's an increasing chance that the rebound seen in crypto and stocks this year may flip bearish. For example, Bitcoin saw 40% gains just this month of January, well, I should say last month, but like some others, he believes that's disappointing. February is a real possibility. Quoting him here, I think that people should understand that there is no soft landing, that there is likely a continuation of this downward trend on the markets, he said. The U.S. Van Pop continued would probably have a recession thanks to the extent of the Fed's interest rate hikes. And should a come down begin to show itself for Bitcoin a potential retest target lies between twenty and $21,000? So that's the I. Keep your eyes out on the mark. Just depends on the outcome of the CPI data for January due February 14th, which is next week. Should it show that inf- uh, inflation is Slowing less than expected, or even disrupting that downtrend, the results could benefit the US dollar while taking the wind out of risk assets rally. Meanwhile, the US dollar currency index is currently in the process of consolidating after dropping 13% since mid 2022 when it circled 20 year highs. Quoting Van de Pop, in this case, the next week will probably bring a case of the dollar starting to rally or the week after with CPI and PPI. So that's why it is very important to keep an eye on that chart, which you can see here. Meanwhile, others debated the potential for Bitcoin price pullback ahead of the less significant macroeconomic week. A higher low would provide a better entry point for longs, popular trader Crypto Tony suggested, arguing that the bear market remained in play quitting him here even if this was the start of a bull market and personally i am still in the camp that we are not you can still get a good safer entry on the higher low pullback now some familiar bullish voices were as active as ever including crypto and market education analysis and prediction tool income sharks as he shares here people still seem to be confused as to why it's been up only it summarized bitcoin traded at around 23.4 and according to data from coin telegraph markets point trading view with around 15 hours until the The U S weekly close quitting him here. Just remember the majority of the bulls are still holding and not selling. The bears are stuck in cash slowly, but surely the bears are caving in and buying the stubborn ones. Keep shorting, driving the price. Up further. So there you have it. Let me know if you are currently bullish or bearish on the King Crypto. Do you feel it's more likely that we continue on up, potentially smashing $25,000 and taking out that resistance? Or do you feel we're likely to crack potentially back down to twenty? 20- thousand dollars, the major psychological resistance for years for the King Crypto. Let me know your thoughts in the comments right down below. And now let's discuss some adoption for crypto in London, which kind of hit me by surprise because I didn't know their adoption was so good for businesses to be attracted to there, but here we go. Amongst the crypto regulations, mainstream adoption of cryptos requires a supporting infrastructure that can allow the general public access and exposure to that ecosystem. When considering eight key indicators around taxes, ATM's jobs and events in crypto, London stands at the top as the most ready city in the world for businesses and startups. Right off the top, I kind of disagree and I'm going to throw El Salvador out there as the number one place in the world to go visit as far as a country is concerned in Bitcoin city being my top Pick. But anyways, United Kingdom Prime Minister's vision to ensure the UK financial services industry is always at the forefront of technology and innovation is on the right path. Research conducted by Recap shows an examination of eight key data points determine London to support the highest crypto readiness to entice businesses and startups. As you can see here in this recap, number one, London, number two, Dubai, number three, New York City, number four, Singapore, number five, LA, number six, Zug, I guess in Switzerland, and number seven, Hong Kong. Not too shabby. Now check this out. They also list all of the top fifty uh, crypto hub cities as well. You have United Kingdom rated number one, United Arab Emirate. Uh, I'm sorry, United Arab Emirates uh, number two, U.S. number three. That's New, uh, New York City as far as the city, but by country, you can see the breakdown right here. And the above list shows the top 50 major cities with an infrastructure ready for mass adoption of cryptocurrencies. Some key factors considered in the study include the total number of crypto specific events, crypto related jobs, crypto specific companies, and the number of crypto ATMs. Some of the non crypto considerations include quality of life, research, development, and spending as a percentage of the gross domestic product and capital gains tax rate and of the lot, London is home to the most people working in crypto related jobs, an indication of higher interest amongst the general public in the crypto ecosystem. However, other cities overshadow London in some metrics, strengthening the case for the global adoption of cryptocurrencies. Now steering forward in the quest to stay at the forefront, the Bank of England and his high majesty's treasury highlighted the need to launch a central bank digital currency. By 2030, and as previously reported, the sources claim that the digital pound roadmap is set to be introduced by mid-February. That's right around the corner. The UK reportedly experienced a 35% drop in cash and coin payments in 2020, indicating a trend towards a cashless transacting society. So there you have it. If you had any option to live anywhere in the world to help usher in this Bitcoin adoption, what place would you choose to live? would it be El Salvador? Would it be Puerto Rico? That's where I'm currently at. Would it be London or where would it be? Let me know in the comments right down below. With that being shared, now let's discuss the latest with Fake Toshi, aka Craig Wright, and him calling for another Bitcoin hard fork. Judge Colin Briss of the London Court of Appeal on Friday ruled that Craig Wright's lawsuit against 14 Bitcoin developers has what it takes to go to trial. Craig Wright, through Tulip Trading claims to be Satoshi Nakamoto, founder of Bitcoin. He is suing 14 developers seeking to recover 111,000 BTC. The haul is estimated to be worth a whopping two and a half billion dollars at today's rates. However, the figure could be higher if Bitcoin continues to rally. That's right. Also, consider there is a massive discount. From the all-time highs of $69,000. Now, in the lawsuit, Craig said he lost the private keys of his wallet after his home computer was hacked. Therefore, he can't recover the coins. Even so, through his company, Tulip Trading, Craig asserts that developers should intervene by introducing code changes for him to gain access. Interesting name for a company, Tulip Trading. Who the hell would name their company that? Craig Wright. Unlike ordinary cash transfers, Bitcoin transactions are irreversible once confirmed by a special computer called miners. Miners are tasked with confirming transactions and because there's no third party in the system and all transactions are auto verified, the sender must sign each transfer, ensuring that they own the wallet. And behind each signature in a wallet is a private key that verifies the ownership. And like in Craig's case, it is virtually impossible to recover assets without a private key, not your keys. Not your cheese. Regardless of the amount, coins that a private key cannot prove are considered lost. And as it stands, Craig Wright's 111,000 BTC is technically lost, levitating in the Bitcoin, digital, ether. And if he is telling the truth and really lost 111,000 Bitcoin, guess what? It's a raise for all of us. (laughs) diamond hand bitcoin hodlers our bitcoin will be worth that much more as it's that much more scarce this state of affairs would only change if developers roll back the bitcoin network and for this to happen miners and interested parties must find a consensus That's not happening. No one's supporting fake Toshi, just saying. Considering Bitcoin's decentralized nature, any attempt or request for a rollback would likely be rejected immediately. Facts. And in 2019, Binance was hacked for 7,000 BTC. Its CEO, CZ, touted the idea of a Bitcoin rollback to recover the coins, which was rejected. And although the case was thrown out last year, the court appealing ruling favors the plaintiff. Precisely, it states that code writers now owe duties to coin owners who are In this case, Bitcoin HODLers, including Craig Wright and Tulip Trading, this puts pressure on the developers of a public network and might discourage participation in the future. Most open source code writers behind platforms like Bitcoin, Ether, and others were contributors adding code to make the protocol better, stronger, and faster. So whether or not this duty holds in open source network developers, they are responsible to token holders which will be determined at full trial. How do you think this trial is likely to play out? Let me know your thoughts in the comments right down below. All I know is this. Deep down in my soul, I know that fake Toshi, aka Craig Wright, is not Satoshi Nakamoto whatsoever. And any attempt to do another hard fork on the Bitcoin network, I am totally against, as I wasn't for the Satoshi Vision fork of itself, which occurred several years back. And also the Bitcoin Cash fork, I'm not a fan of, which Roger Ver has been touting for a long time. And as you can see, they have been dwindling in comparison to the real Bitcoin, because there's only one real Bitcoin, often. Oftentimes people will fork Bitcoin to keep Bitcoin in the name because newbies get confused. If you're brand new to crypto and you go to Bitcoin.com and you see Bitcoin Cash and you get confused, you think it's one in the same with Bitcoin, the original you know what I mean? Investors can get taken advantage of. That's why I'm not a big fan of these hard forks. But with that being shared, now let's break down the latest with Michael Saylor and what he has to share regarding uh what will benefit uh Bitcoin, which this FTX collapse, he said, will only help out tremendously in the future. And a new fourth quarter microstrategy earnings call, the Bitcoin bull, predicts a more rational approach to projects and enterprises in the crypto space in the aftermath of the many failures of last year, including the FTX implosion. He says many of the token projects that fell apart during the challenging microeconomic conditions in 2022 were doomed from the start due to the weak use cases. Makes a great point. He also says Bitcoin's strength as a decentralized digital commodity was underscored by the failures of other projects that did not share those same qualities, quoting the GigaChat here. If you look at the microeconomic situation in the past 12 months, most of the crypto enterprises and the crypto assets and the crypto use cases have melted down in that time period. And of course, we know the stories of the bankruptcies of BlockFi and Celsius and FTX and Genesis and Voyager and Alameda. And we all know about the meltdowns of all the crypto tokens, the Luna token, the Terra token, the FTT token, et cetera. In our opinion, these are all very weak use cases and they are very fragile structures. And it was a matter of time before they do melt down. The meltdown of that has created short-term negative headwinds for Bitcoin because Bitcoin is cross-collateralized with all these other cryptos. But long-term, the rationalization of the crypto market will be beneficial for Bitcoin. It has educated an entire generation of of investors on the benefits of Bitcoin as a decentralized digital commodity and the benefits of not having counterparty risks. Let me know if you agree or disagree with Michael Saylor and to watch this video he did entitled MicroStrategy Incorporated MSTR fourth quarter 2022 earnings call. Check the show notes below the video in the description. So there yeah, freaking Habit. Now let's dive into our next story of the day and massive shout out to all my diamond hands. Where are you at? Massive shout out to all my long-term hodlers as we just hit a new record. Half of the Bitcoin supply hasn't changed hands in two years. That's right. According to data from analytics firm Glassnode, 49% of the total Bitcoin supply has stayed in the same wallet for more than two years. This is equivalent to more than 9.45 million Bitcoiners or about $220 billion at the time of this recording. Glassnode further explained this trend with a graph that shows the previous peak came in the last quarter of 2020 and the beginning of 2021. The peak ended during the bull market of 2021 because holders began selling as the price of Bitcoin went up as you can see here in this chart, and as for the massive dip in the value of Bitcoin, the indicator dipped and remained stable for almost most of last year. This means the Bitcoin holders decided to wait for a price increase before moving their assets in the middle of the bear market. Smart move. However, this trend has changed since December, with a significant increase driven by the consistent rise in the value of Bitcoin. Currently, 49% of Bitcoins have not been moved in the past two years, and investors are bidding their time as we face a new bullish cycle for the King Crypt, though. The fact that investors have held steadfastly to their coins is a bullish indicator, obviously, for Bitcoin and shows that there is still a lot of confidence in the leading cryptocurrency. Bitcoin is considered the primary market mover and several institutions hold the asset on their balance sheet, including MicroStrategy, which was the first publicly traded company to do so. It is also a legal tender in El Salvador and in the Central African Republic, with several nations contemplating adding the digital currency to their list of national currencies, including places like... Uh, Brazil, which has a population of over 200 million people, Bitcoin has also been used as a means of donation in the ongoing Russian-Ukraine war. And the latest bullish cycle can create more inroads for adoption. Since the beginning of this year, Bitcoin is up by about 38%, and recently hit the 20. 20- $4,000 price mark for the first time since August of 2022. Long-term investors are likely preparing to take profits at the higher levels as the price continues to hit new levels. Earlier in January, the amount of Bitcoin addresses in profit hit new levels with 68% of the addresses now in profit. So congratulations to all my hodlers in profit. The last time this happened was mid-2022 when the price action was about 40000 and in a sharp decline. So there is a trend that we could be in for an extended bull run in the coming months. Nevertheless, Nevertheless, some believe that the first quarter of the year will witness the consolidation of the price of Bitcoin before a significant price boost for the second half of the year. It would be interesting to see if this is a temporary price spike or a major price Bull run. Let me know your honest thoughts in the comments right down below, which leads us to our final story of the day. Let's discuss Max Kaiser's thoughts on Charlie Munger, the 99-year-old investor. I want to share a quick story I saw with Michael Saylor when he was being interviewed on CNBC. And they asked, what are your thoughts on Charlie Munger saying that like, you know, whatever, Bitcoin is going to go to zero. It has no intrinsic value. It's rat poison, et cetera. And he said, do you take Technology advice on new technology from your great grandparents? Isn't Charlie Munger old enough to be your great great grandfather? And then... The host was kind of speechless. That is a fact. Why would we be taking cryptocurrency advice from a 99-year-old great-great-grandfather? Just saying. But with that being shared, let's dive into this story. This is freaking hilarious. There will always be people like Bitcoin and those who oppose it. Unfortunately, the latter group mainly exists due to a lack of understanding. I call it FUD puppets. I believe they're just... Bashing it as they're uh, told to do, no one is surprised to see certain people dismiss Bitcoin and other cryptos as if they shouldn't exist. But unfortunately, numerous individuals, including Peter Schiff, the ultimate troll, Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger, they maintain their backward mindset. The latter wrote an opinionated news piece earlier in the week. In the piece, he claims that the U.S. government should do everything it can to ban cryptocurrency. While it is OK to have a strong opinion, being ignorant isn't a good trait. Anyone with a basic understanding of crypto would know governments can cannot ban crypto, so good luck. I mean, even if they tried best of luck. China has tried to do so through multiple efforts. However, Bitcoin and altcoin trading is still very popular amongst the Chinese users. It is literally impossible to ban something that cannot be controlled. Facts. And in addition, Bitcoin has proven to be beneficial in many ways. It pushed for the renewable energy while mining has helped power grids across the US and other countries. And in addition, its alternative approach to finance creates a vehicle to achieve monetary freedom. That's right. Bitcoin equals sovereignty. Fiat crap Equals the enslavement of humankind The latter part is one of the key reasons Why individuals like Munger Want to ban crypto They aren't interested in having everyday people Explore things Munger and cohorts Can't profit from And although the opinionated piece got a bit of attention It is mainly laughed at Ha ha, ha, ha. Moreover, hardcore Bitcoin OG Max Kaiser shared some insights He claims that Munger is a cock block And wants to delay the inevitable Bitcoin and crypto aren't going away And will only build more momentum In the coming years So this Charlie Munger writes an opinion piece titled Why America Should Ban Crypto. Max Kaiser's Epic Response. Munger's just trying to cock block with that withered piece of string and pancake batter balls that he has got. Hashtag poetry. I am I stand with Kaiser on this. Moreover, El Salvador recently proved that all the naysayers are wrong. Although Munger isn't a fan of making Bitcoin legal tender in the country, El Salvador did not default on its $800 million bond as they were all projecting. If anything, the money was paid swiftly despite President Bukele continually buying more Bitcoin with the government money. Talk about buying that dip. He put his money where his mouth is for the country and now they're benefiting handsomely. Building such momentum may be easier in El Salvador than in the U.S. However, when people like Munger called for a crypto ban. One must wonder about the outcome. If the U.S. government fully embraced Bitcoin, it could do a lot of good for millions of people when implemented correctly, especially with banking the unbanked. But instead, there is a growing talk of a U.S. central bank digital currency, better known as CBDC. Such a currency would grant more surveillance over consumer spending, which is the last thing that people need. Just say no to CBDCs. And quoting Joe Bennett here, he points out $150 billion worth of gold is mined annually. So how scarce is that precious metal? If $150 billion worth of Bitcoin is mined annually after the 2024 halving, then one Bitcoin will be worth $400,000 per coin. Send it and let's freaking go. So there you have it. How many of you are currently pretty bullish and hopeful for the future price action of the King Crypto? I'll let your boy in the live chat. And don't forget to check out CryptoNewsAlerts.net for the full premium experience with video and to participate in the live Q&A. And I look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's episode.